We are live here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. And when we play games at Audi Field on Aranon Losada, we, we win, win games. Win. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely, it's great to be back at Audi Field. It's great to have three points in the bag again. And it was, it was an interesting performance tonight. But when you, when you saw the lineups come out at the beginning of the game, I, I got a little bit of a knot in my stomach. I don't know about you guys. Listen, that was a winning lineup, so. Sure was. Yeah, I don't think my mic is on right now. I don't think Joshua's mic is on either, uh, which is, you know, interesting development. Sam, it might just be you and I on the show tonight. I mean, <laughs> Joshua just yelling in the background. Despite our best efforts in pre-show. <laughs> yeah, I think I got the dead cord oh. today. Mm, Do you want to pull one, a new one out of the... We will echo Joshua's comments into the mic. <laughs> maybe just put them on another channel. Let's try that one more time. Can you guys hear me now? No, no we certainly cannot. Oh, <sighs> this is what going live is, folks. <laughs> Anyways, right. while Joshua grabs another mic, it, Sam, you know, the lineup came out, and I, I think the thing that stuck out the most to me was Kempen in yeah. for sights, which that was, was shocking. Yeah, and um, a, a performance he had tonight. Um, you could tell he was a, a little bit on edge. You know, he there were a lot of balls that he perhaps should have caught, but he instead pushed them out, and I think that's a, a young keeper move i'm yeah. pretty sure he's like relatively young especially for a keeper right um i could be making that up yeah he, he is and i think there was one particular moment it was in the second half because he was down at our end and um <laughs> I, I i turned to our, our friend who's standing next to me and i said if he was a wide receiver that would have hit him right between the numbers and somehow <laughs> the ball ended up like 10 yeah. yards away. Well, the same thing happened in the first and briant had to like clear it from within the six yard um and that was nerve-wracking, but he, he did what he needed to do. He got it done today. Hey, he got a clean sheet, the first clean sheet of the hey, year for Deci- I'm it. back. Uh, Zach, Zach Thornton might be a wizard. That's what I think. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, I, I, we've seen this time and time again uh, uh, while he's been here. DC United backup goalkeepers come in and, and are just – Miraculous, and that's why I'm calling him a wizard. I, I kind of, yeah, Kimpin was a little sloppy sometimes, but he got the job done. Zero on those clean on the board for uh, Chicago and clean sheet. Can we talk about the rest of the team too? Like, I, I think for the first two thirds of the game, we played so well. That was the Lasada system that we've been like praying and dreaming for. Yeah, and 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 it was the Lasada system with a lot of players that probably won't be in the Lasada system long term, right? <laughs> which is which says so much about, you know, kind of where where this team is headed when all things are clicking. And, you know, I, I'm so I'm so happy for uh Edison Flores to get his, his first goal as a DC United player, which Joshua, you said at one point in the game and I, I was like, there's no way. And and you're right, it was. It was his first goal in the black and red. Um and he needed it, and I'll tell you, after he scored it, he just looked – it looked like a weight was lifted off his shoulders out there. He was comfortable in everything he did, and oh, that's yeah. the Eddie we need. Oh, yeah. I've never seen him feeling himself more for D.C. United than he did tonight. Like, he was just bringing the moves out. He was taking players on. Like, he really felt comfortable, and that's something you all – like, I know Joshua has said before, perhaps it's his positioning. Like, maybe we're just yeah. not playing him where he's comfortable, and, you know, maybe it's a combination of things, but that is – was definitely a factor i think in what played that played into him playing so well tonight yeah and it, it was weird I, I think i saw that Hernan talked about the there was no true number nine for dc9 tonight we, we've all talked at length about that problem uh in our roster uh you but, don't need a number nine but apparently you don't need you can just put uh <laughs> flores and, and the 
a dude, a breathtaking performance by an actually young guy. I looked it up. Kimpin's 28. So uh, young by he's comparison to some of our center backs. But, but uh, he's uh, actually young as Perez, who was magnificent tonight. Adrian, uh, right? Yeah. The hustle that uh, that embody is part of the Losada system. Uh, he showed it the most, I think. Adrian might be better than Iose Perez oh, from a Leicester fan. <laughs> but I, I, I want to take a quick moment to acknowledge that you know, be, because we're still in, and it's crazy to me, the CDC actually changing guidelines today, we're getting a lot closer to full capacity, which is exciting, and, and hopefully that means we're a lot closer to us being back at Audi Field after these games. But because we're not, uh, we did not carry the post-game press conference live tonight. We'll add it in at the end of the show. Uh, but shouts to our friends who are uh, covering the press conference tonight, Black and Red United, the RFK Refugees podcast, Emily Olson, and, and plenty of others that are that are covering it. But I'm, I'm scrolling through Twitter right now. We talked a little bit about John Kempin and a quote that is absolutely going to make headlines tonight uh john talking to the media said Hernan is the kind of coach you want to die for uh, oh, wow. <laughs> and he praised the entire back line and, and that's uh you know that's that says a lot because i i know joshua you and i were, were have, have been critical of, of losada over the last couple of weeks in in some of the decision making that's gone into the short term you know i think we've we've tried to make it clear despite our best efforts maybe we haven't <laughs> uh that we're bought in on the long-term vision but you love to hear players especially young players totally sold on it and and of course performances like tonight can't hurt yeah i mean tonight's performance to me says that we were always moving in the right direction and the fact that players consistently have been saying how much they really value the coaching that they're getting from lasada that they're going to die for him in the pre- game press conference Moses Nyman said the same thing he said he has a great relationship with Lasada and he can go talk to him and he feels himself developing every single day he's learning the game he's learning the tactics I think those things are really great and again we saw for the first 60 minutes tonight we really saw that we saw that the players had the freedom to be creative within the system they knew the runs they were supposed to be making they knew where they could pass the ball because those runs were being made it was just so beautiful to see and you know, granted, Chicago is not the best team in the league, but we definitely made them look worse. Like, that was not just a function of Chicago not being a good team. We made them look clueless. Yeah, it felt to me at times like we dominated the game. And, and, and granted, it was a 1-0 scoreline, and, and at the end, it was a little bit of a nail-biter. Oh, but man. Yeah, we, we were in control of this game for, like you said, Sam, at least the first, you know, 60 minutes. And, and there's so many guys I want to talk about on this on this lineup, Josh, you look like you were about to say something before I shift us off course. <laughs> no, no, mine's kind of in line that we we got to give shouts to Skundrick, who was exactly U- where I was going. USL player <laughs> yesterday. Yes, <laughs> he, like, he had to travel here all the way from Loudon. Yeah, <laughs> and then came on and gave a performance like that. Can you believe it? No, he was fantastic, and he was running. He was the first one back on corners. I noticed that. Yep. Uh, and then he was also getting up and pressing once uh, uh, Flores and uh, Perez started having a little bit heavier legs. He, he was very impressive. And, and it's sometimes you could see like, oh, uh, yeah, this guy's a little bit USL quality. If, if you've seen a few of those games, you, you probably know what I'm talking about. But but he, he showed well and, and fit into the team immediately. And that is an immense value. As someone who's been very critical of, of the project down in Loudoun, you have to give props when they're due and they definitely deserve props because they had a player on standby ready to go and he fit literally right into the roster and played well he definitely looked the part tonight yeah and he was even taught i echo everything you all said i hate that i just said echo but also he was talking right he was directing the midfield and he was telling other players where to be and he was also you know listening to those directions so like i completely agree it looked like he 
been training. And I think he has been training with the team, right? Yeah, I yeah, think he, he was he, just signed. Yeah, so he you did could, most of preseason with the team. Yeah, so you could see that this was a great signing for DC United that he, yeah. that's probably why, because he was fitting into the system so well. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. Having those guys it's so that the coach can make an informed decision. Uh, th- there's no chance you sign a, a player who didn't play for your USL team uh, and throw him into the lineup like this. That would take a weeks of time to integrate, but, but he was ready to go and, and he showed well. Yeah, and as we look through the rest of the starting lineup, you know, I, I thought Brian had a good bounce back game he tonight. Did. I mean, couldn't possibly have a more unlucky slash poor game in Columbus over the weekend, but he put in a strong shift tonight, anchored the back line, and I thought the back line did play pretty well. I was glad to hear Kemp say that in, in the press conference, but this is as close to a second choice back line, I think, as we're going to see until we get Steve back at least. Yeah, and you, again, Fred Briant was a leader on the field. He was directing everybody and during the corner or during, excuse me, our goal kicks, he was yelling at people, telling them where to go, telling them to make runs. He was yelling at the ref when we wanted to make subs. He was really stepping into his own. Um, and he also, as we mentioned, kind of had Kempen's back when there were a couple of those little shaky moments. Briant said, I'm not making this mistake again. And he blasted those balls out and probably saved us from Chicago getting a couple. Well, yeah, Chicago definitely tried to target. That seemed to be their game plan, especially late, was to just chip it in. They brought on a number nine that was uh, enormous. He, he could, yeah, like John said, he could play linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, and he was towering over Briant, who's one of our, I think he was the biggest center back on the field yeah. tonight. Uh, but yeah, the back line still strong, and like you said, John, it's only going to get better because Pines and Steve should be shaping up and, and yeah. getting ready to fill in. All right, I want to move up into the midfield because um, we got a good question. But before I ask it, I want to ask you all: How do you think Moses did, and why is it that he did phenomenal? <laughs> <laughs> Just give me examples of why he played uh, great. He's phenomenal because he's 17 years old and, and he's getting his first starts uh, for DC United. I think today was his first home start. I saw him running yeah, to the corner so looking for family. It was really cute. But he was jacked at the end of the game too. <laughs> he plays. He and he Kevin plays, and their arms around yeah. each other. Is cute. Sorry. Oh yeah, he was so jacked. He plays balls forward like, like with no fear. Like out of a, such a young player, uh, he he's fearless with with the attempts to get, to get the ball vertical, and it works perfectly in Lasada's system. I think it does. I think he's a great fit. He he's got a little bit of work to do defensively. He. he could learn from Felipe, well, not not in the dark arts section, but <laughs> tackling and getting in there and being a little bit more feisty. And, and, you I know, think he needs to bulk a little bit too, right? There were times so, when he got pushed off the ball, but there were times when he pushed back, and it led to our goal. Andy Nahar played a pretty poor ball into him. The defender got it, and Moses muscled him off to be able to play that ball down to, I think it was Perez, Perez who crossed yeah. it yeah. into Flores. I think Moses has a lot of confidence for for a young yeah. kid, which is great. I, I need him to maybe get just a little more in shooting, and and I, I know oh, there was man. a moment where oh man, bro, you could you could have put next to nothing on it, and might have found the back end, oh. and then he laid it off. And you 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 have to love the unselfishness, right? But sometimes you just you gotta, gotta shoot, man. Yeah. Um, there's, there's yeah, there's a balance in young players between those who are super cocky and they're taking everything, and then those who really want to play for the team and they think that's their fit and that's what they're trying to do and. We just got to meet in the middle. <laughs> hey, man, I haven't seen the, the the line judge call, but he did have one in the back of the net brought back on an offside. I think Flores does a little nifty trick. Perez. Wasn't that to Perez? I thought that was Perez. I think Perez scored that. that. I, my notes say Perez passed to Moses and it's in, but I don't know. Was that the notes I took? Yeah. yeah oh, then yeah. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> You're doubting yourself? Was well, it, look, I heard my notes, and I'm like, game? I know you didn't type this. So I'm, I'm staying out of this one. <laughs> was it earlier in the game? 
Sorry, Sam wrote that. Yes, in the 45th plus minute, uh, an offside call. Uh, we all thought it was in. The supporter section was celebrating for, for oh, quite some time. Oh, that was supposed time. to be in. Did we have one called off in the first half? We, we did. Oh, man. Let's just I don't move think on. we did. <laughs> I think that was the one where it was wide open, and it, I wanted it to be I, in. They, I there, there's definitely one where not take credit for these notes now. Yeah, right. Stop, <laughs> I like, wrote run them from for the notes. me, so <laughs> take your own notes. I will say, so good, good point from that, though. Um, we have pyro back at Audi Field. Oh my uh, there were there were fireworks get the hell out of me during the national anthem because we haven't had them in about two and a half years, and um, we also have them after goals even if they don't go in, which we're a little trigger happy on that. But I'm I'm excited to see that that's coming back. So so the question um, when Canals is back and healthy, has Nyman done enough to start over Moreno? Did James Lambert ask this question yeah, he because he asked me this in, st- <laughs> in the stadium, <laughs> and I I don't know if I have an answer for him. That's that's. The question for Lasada, he's made a big call tonight, pulled, well, I don't know if he pulled sights, but he put Kempen in. Uh, it seems like he made the right decision there. Uh, it's going to be a decision for him in the midfield, and those are good things to have. Yeah. If you're at, ha- you have to pick one right now, I guess I'm I'm going with Canals and Nyman because I've seen the most from them. I'm not saying Moreno had a bad game at all. I thought he was pretty good. But- I think Moreno had a phenomenal game yeah. today. I, I'll take it too. I, I think, oh man, I, yeah, I think he does. I think Nyman starts alongside Canals, but I think Moreno is is the f- one of the first off the bench. And and we saw in the in the first game of the season this year, you know, Canals ran himself into the ground. And when you look at some of the fixture congestion that we're going to have later this year, like you said, it's good to have depth. But it also could be that all three of them are are you know one A, B, and C, and one of them can't start, so they're coming in in the you know 60th, 70th minute for one of them, and, and you're rotating through game over game. Yeah. Because um, I, I also thought Moreno played well tonight. So that was going to be my comment, too. I think we're going to ha- see a lot of rotation, so I could see it just being a matter of you're getting this game, so other person can get the next game next weekend. I also think it will depend upon our opponent against Chicago. They're not as good, and I think the field was more wide open for us, and that really – lent itself to Moses being able to put his flair on and really bust out those moves and have a good showing. I think against maybe a harder opponent where we expect them to be pressing us down the middle a little bit more, that's when you want your more veteran guys and maybe Moses comes in at the beginning or maybe he only plays a half and then comes out just to get that experience. But when it comes down to the tighter moments, I could see relying on the veterans a little bit more. Yeah, I also think it's a uh, it's remnants of a of a different era of coaching, right? We used to play a four four two with two D mids with Ben Olsen a lot. We kind of shifted to a four two three one, where Lucho was a ten in front of basically two D mids. And and at one point I was like, we have like four on the roster, we need to stop. But but we still have two very good ones in Canals and Oh man, Moreno and. That's not a bad thing to have. And like you said, Sam. Also Felipe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Felipe, and he can play almost any position in the midfield. Apparently defense, too. Uh, yeah. He <laughs> <You> can jump <laughs> something in. He was a D-mid in front of the two other midfielders today. We kind of shifted into a three-man midfield for a little bit. So it's options, and that's a great thing to have a coach. And you start naming those lists. Those are really good players, and, and you need depth. Like I think at the end of the day, Moses is not getting minutes just because he's young and we have a lot of injuries. I think even when those injured players come back, he will continue to get minutes in a significant way. And Lasada said at the, during the last post game press conference that Moses Nyman is the best player on the team. And he reiterated it during the pregame press conference for this game. He listed a number of players and Moses was in there and he said, he's been developing really well and he's doing exactly what we want him to do. 
yeah, our, our friends on filibuster talked about it a little bit this week, and and you know they said in previous seasons you're you're saying you know Moses Nyman is a great player for being 17, and now you're saying Moses Nyman is a great player on DC United. I completely and agree. On. Yep, <laughs> and, I, and I think that's that's maturation right there. The other player I want to talk about in the midfield is Andy Nahar, who put in another good performance tonight. Uh, spent considerably more time on the ground than I would have liked to have seen, but I suppose I've got to get used to that. <laughs> but um, I did. Th- I thought he played a couple of good balls. Still, a guy who I got to believe is is certainly not at a hundred percent of you know where he could be coming off of all the injuries. I, I don't know where he's at in terms of how fit Lasada sees him. Um, but I've I've been impressed. I, I was not expecting to see this amount of minutes for Nahar this early in the season. Um, I did he played all ninety right, or did he get subbed out? I thought he got subbed out, but I'll, I'll speak to Nahar. I was I was like the minority. I might be the only one that was a little bit hesitant on the signing because we do have Mora and Paredes, uh, but but by it just how happens that both those players are injured, so we need Nahar out on the left wing. He he's done a good job. He might be the best dribbler or second best dribbler on the field. Uh, Flores kind of gets caught sometimes. Nahar has been blowing by guys uh, and, and you love to see it. And, and he's been good defensively. And that position requires a lot, a lot of, of running. He's done well. I, I, I hope that he holds up. If so, this is just, again, we have depth. Can we have Mora and Nahar as options on at left wing? We can, we can do things. You're not, you're not worried about a three game week uh, because you, you got the depth to do it. Yeah. I will say Andy Nahar was another one of the players that Coach Lasada mentioned is really stepping up for the team. I think specifically he said we've got a lot of guys that other teams have given up on, and they're coming here and they're really proving themselves, and Andy was one of them. And I saw that today. You're right. He was blown by people. He had some really great defensive plays. I think when he his form dipped a little bit was when the entire team's form dipped a little bit. Yeah. But he, I think, showed really, really well tonight. Nahar did play the full 90. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, but it, that, that's the, that's, it's almost the perfect storm to happen. Come back where you're comfortable, you're near your family, where you started your career. You know the fans got your back. With a brand new coach who, who seems to be willing to trust literally whoever shows out in practice uh, and put them in. So, yeah, we could see a revitalization. I know that's what everyone wants to see. Like I said, we got the Andy Nahar jersey in the, in the closet. It's <laughs> come out a few times. I, I'd love to make that more of a picture. Yeah, I just want to, everyone, I think, just for the first 60 minutes played so well. I just want to talk about everyone. Moreno, I thought, had a phenomenal game. He did so well. I thought um, Tony Alfaro did a lot better this game than he's done in the previous games. Uh, yeah, he's another one of those players that's like, literally was on a USL roster last year. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I think indoor, right? He no, no, no. he played. That. So he played indoor before that. Yeah. Indoor. Yeah. And then he got picked up by LAFC kind of probably on like one of those weird trials. Like we picked up Estonian Messi and, yep, and, yep. Like, and, and then he kind of got a few showings, but not really. Uh, and now he's, now he's with us. And, and I think he, he was one of the better players on the field today. He's, he's potentially my favorite player right now. I'm, it's just so fun to watch him. And we're live here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. Um, our show phone has about 6% of battery left, but <laughs> I think I can back it up on my phone. So what the heck? Join the show. You can call us at 540-986-4833. That's a new number for this season, 5409-UNITED, if you want to have your voice heard here on Tried and True. Who are you excited about? And uh, what should we be looking forward to as we transition to uh, the Orlando game coming up in just a couple of days? I don't want to leave this game too quickly, but you know the mindset when you've got these midweek games, uh, there's not a whole lot of time to sit back and enjoy the win. 
tomorrow yeah. players are going to be watching game tape in the morning and probably you know doing doing jog throughs at least in the afternoon <laughs> as they transition to another game. Yeah, it does make me nervous. Um, you know, we I, I've mentioned several times that we played really good in the first sixty minutes, and then we really saw a dip in form. And we saw, I think it was a fitness thing. In that, uh, are we getting a call? No. Uh, it does appear that we have a missed call. Okay. Well, that's on John. So <laughs> no story on me, phone's hey, on man. John. Um, I, I think it was a fitness thing. You could see that we weren't stepping as quickly to the balls. And um, excuse me, Chicago, we were able to get a couple more touches before we were closing them down. And you could just see that we were starting to get tired. And honestly, I was surprised that we didn't see the first sub until really around the 70th-ish minute, maybe the 75th minute is when Paul came in. And I got to wonder if that's because we have this weekend game coming up in just a couple of days and Lasada's trying to manage those minutes. And he's saying, you know, Paul, who else came in? Yamil, maybe they're going to get more minutes yeah, during yeah. the weekend game and we're going to rest some guys. Like, I really wish we had some more days. We just need a little bit more rest and I'm yeah. a little bit nervous. Oh, but that's what Ernan said in the press conference before this. Like, I'm, I'm only focused on Thursday. After we play that game, then I'll start thinking about Sunday. Yeah. And, and, Look, I, I love it. I and you can either go hard like that, or or you can be measured and be like, oh, we'll we'll do our best to manage. And, and he went hard, and it paid off because he got the win, and and that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah. So if you win one of those games, especially quick back to back, then you played it right. Uh, if you win half your games, I guess you're good to go. So I, I guess more of my questions for you guys: How many minutes do we think Ola Kamara has in the tank? Because we saw fifteen in Columbus, and we saw about four tonight, <laughs> um, which is great to see him back out on the yeah. field. Obviously, he's practicing, he's putting in minutes. Paul Erla got a little bit of a time today, but are we are we getting close to seeing a start for Kamara? What's I mean, it going to take? Does it have to do with fitness or does it have to do with form? Because Flores and Perez did really really well tonight, and it, yeah, if that's what they're showing in practice every single day, I'm not surprised that Kamara is not getting some more minutes. Ernan said he wanted to start a striker for this game, but he he just didn't have one that was up to fitness. And you know whether yeah. that's the you know I I trust them, but whether it's fitness and something we'll, we'll see there. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I struggle with that because, yeah, it worked tonight. He didn't need one. Yeah, and I don't necessarily know that I'm advocating for a change at the weekend, but I, I, th- I you can't get in form without minutes, right? It's, it's, like, a, it's like a vicious cycle. Yeah. <laughs> like you've got to have playing time in order to, to, to get also- in form. But, you know, you, you, you can show out in practice, right? And, and if he's not, then that could explain a lot. You also don't want to disrupt the form of the guys who are doing really very well, true. right? Also, I mean, Orlando's a very different team, and I, I feel like I'm lying when I say that they're semi-decent. That just feels like sacrilegious to say almost. My brain can't wrap my mind around it. But Orlando's a very different team, so perhaps, you know, as much as he's saying our focus is on Thursday, I, I absolutely believe him. But he's also a professional, and he's looking several games down the line, and he's you know, got ideas for how he wants to approach our next several opponents based upon the games that he's already seen from them. So perhaps we will see a little bit of a different lineup and a little bit just how the team kind of shifts around. What? I thought you were going to say something, I so I paused. I'm listening, yeah. <laughs> so no change for you, Sam, <laughs> at the weekend? Are you rolling out the same 11, or what are we – I don't know. (laughs) I don't know because I don't know how the guys on the bench are doing and feeling. I would love to roll out the same 11 if 
we didn't play again until next weekend. But uh, yeah. given the little bit of a dip that we saw tonight, you got to assume that's going to happen sooner if you were to just play everyone on Sunday because they just are coming off a game. So I wouldn't be surprised if we did see some changes. Yeah, I, I can't imagine Perez has anything left in the tank after the the hustle that he gave tonight. He yeah. was always the one darting forward. And, and Flores did the same uh, to a little bit lesser extent, but they were – they were sprinting up there, and you could tell when they, they got tired because it seemed like our whole line kind of dropped. Um, but they were still trying to hit him on transition. It was good. I, I could see, yeah, Sh- uh, Shamil coming on for Perez. Uh, whether that is good for the team or not, that it might be a necessi- necessary thing at this point. Yeah, and it does seem like we're having some technical difficulties on the call in line tonight, so I apologize for that. We'll try to get that sorted out for for future shows, but if you want to join the show, you can always do so using the uh, YouTube chat, the Twitch chat. You can tweet at us, you can reply, you can throw things at us. Whatever's easiest. Knock for on you, the really. door and like, if you like, no, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> and our addresses. <laughs> well, something cool that we're excited about: support for Tried and True uh, is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. That's the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, our listeners, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code TRIEDANDTRUE at manscaped.com. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code tried and true at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping worldwide at manscaped.com using the code tried and true. That is all one word tried a N D true unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. And thank you to manscaped for helping bring today's episode of tried and true. John, how was your manscaped experience? Um, it, it's been pretty awesome so far. It, it, I'll tell you, it's not something I knew that I needed, but I'm glad <laughs> that I have. Uh, and they also sell cool t-shirts and soft boxers, which is yeah. a, nice, uh, a nice side touch as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to experience it, but uh, it, it sounds it sounds super legit. I watched the video for the 4.0 and I was like in space and then it was a submarine. It, was, <laughs> it definitely hooks you in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're excited to have them on as partners and um, we're looking forward to to viewers uh, and listeners joining the, the, the crew as well yeah. using our promo I've code tried and true learned a lot about male grooming <laughs> and male hygiene um, you and me both Sam yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they are the boxers are super soft I'm excited to like sleep in those and I'm excited I got one too so I'm excited to use it and I know that we have at least two lady listeners <laughs> I know there are some more of you out there um, but yeah I'm excited to, to give it a try tomorrow and then we'll chat about it on Sunday but yeah, thanks so much to Manscaped. We're super excited to be partnering with them. Um, and like John said, you can get 20% off using code tried and true. Yeah. And and before we move entirely into the Orlando game I, and before we forget about it entirely like we have in the past, we need to award a man in the match tonight. Um, I did not see, as is tradition, who the team awarded Flores. to. Flores. Was yeah, that his Flores? Flores? Yeah, they announced it. And I'm also stadium. learning that that's right. And I, I believe that's fan voted entirely now, according to Twitter. I, is that I don't know. Know. How do you vote? <laughs> On Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's a There's Twitter a poll. poll. Yeah. No. I mean. Sam okay. did not vote tonight. Apparently. I, didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was too busy taking notes. Yeah. I did. And Who I, did you vote for? I was not. I, I didn't go with the people, I guess. I, I thought everyone saw what I. No. 
it's not always the goal scorer, right? And I think Perez was hustling and did everything. He even provi- provided assists. He probably should have had the goal except for that, like – goal line clearance with the head by the Chicago defender yeah. oh, for me man. after this man literally just played at left wing back in Columbus and like one of his first few starts for DC United and, and then comes in tonight and dominated there literally was not a defender on Chicago that could stop him he would always it wasn't beautiful per se but he would knock the ball past them and get on it and, and try to create a chance he was my favorite player to watch tonight hands down go ahead yeah I'm with you Joshua I, I would pick Perez as well. He's quickly becoming one of my favorite players to watch on this team. Um, I, I think he's he's another one with a lot of confidence. And and I, I I don't know sort of where it comes from. If that's you know what what it's like playing growing up playing in the indoor league where you've just you've got to be so good on the ball. Um, I I don't know exactly what that is, but he's he makes moves and and creates space and and just keeps possession so well and he, he's gonna be fun to watch i i don't know how he fits in this side when everybody's back to, to full health but if he keeps putting in shifts like that and he's gonna find a way in sam i had three and i was super sure that one of you would take at least one of them and that would narrow down my choices wait wait perez wasn't in one of your three no and now that i think about it like maybe four because flores wasn't in that either but i thought he played oh, really wow. well tonight <laughs> sam is still very down on Paris. <laughs> no Paris. no no i think he played super well today that's not a bad shout i he did a lot um kind of down that left hand side and i just didn't think it was like ma- maybe man in the match caliber. so let's count it down we've got Perez at, at five or below <laughs> flores is four <laughs> and we've got Probably three remaining andy at three okay oh, i, I think i know really it is well. Yeah. Um, and then between Moreno and Nyman oh, um, really? for top. And I, I was so sure that one of you was going to pick one of them. And I just don't know how to decide. Who did you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to pick Kempen because he came in and got a clean sheet. I thought you were going to pick Kevin Paredes. <laughs> yeah, that was always an option <laughs> if you watched last season. <laughs> wow. You guys are rude. <laughs> I don't. I. Uh... Well, this is this is tough, Sam, because we've never picked a man in the match on the show before. So we I understand really, how we caught you off guard. With the question. I really didn't think I'd have to make the decision. I was like, whoever you guys don't say oh, is man. who I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with Moses. I just think he, with like a .01 below him being Moreno. <laughs> Uh, Moreno played really well. I think he was dominating the midfield. He was doing a lot of really great defensive work. But, you know, Moses, I just think he's just, I don't know, on this hype train, I guess. And I'm riding it. He's playing great. He's playing great. And and I think the sky's the limit for the kid. Yeah, I completely agree. And if, again, he's got the confidence, he's doing the moves, he's being given the freedom, which is great. And if he just adjusts these little things, I think he's still learning the game a little bit and how to play. It was, um, there was one play where he was making a run and then Edison Flores with the ball kind of made the same run. And you could tell that Moses was like, uh, I mean, this was the run that coach told me to make. I don't really know where to go from here. So he just kind of stopped um, and took himself out of the play a little bit. And then there was another one. Um, it was a corner for DC United. And he was like really hype. And he like got the ball and ran it all the way over to the corner and then put it down. And then he kind of remembered it wasn't high school. And you can't just like decide that you're going to take a corner kick. <laughs> so he kind of walked away. And I think Russell probably took it. But um, yeah, I'm just super excited for Moses. Joshua, what's the uh, what did the mathematicians say? Mathematicians don't really have it with any. Look, I don't know if this was like the pregame. I'll, I'll have to check back with you later. But okay. I think it's got to be. Wow, 
I, I thought Perez was fantastic. I, I think all the players that you good. mentioned, Sam, also had a good game. The whole team, man. We just played so well today. We played within the system. Everyone really was shining. And this is a great team. And I would love to hear from the two of you <laughs> what you think after a win. Because now we're up. We, we entered this oh, game man. in 12th. Now we're up to tied for fourth. So my my first thought is I'm I probably won't look at the standings until July okay. because there's you know it, and that that's kind of true in any league right because I mean there's just really so much for well no I mean there's just everybody's close right and yeah. so there there's what position we're in today versus you know last week or even a month from now is it, it's still kind of shaking out I think we tonight we saw the promise and and the good and and some of the highlights of what DC United will be under Ron Lasada. I don't think there's any doubt. Um, I think playing at home probably helped this team. Um, I think playing a bad Chicago Fire team definitely helped this team. But yeah, games like this is exactly what I think the fan base, but also the players need, which is that reassurance that, yes, we are going in the right direction. You know, all of the things that are that are different that a lot of these players are still probably getting used to under the new system are, are, are going to come together. Um, and, and I think they were successful in the new system for, for a big part of tonight's game. And so, yeah, I, I, there's, there's going to continue to be growing pains. You know, I don't, I, just, I don't believe we're over a hump per se. I think we're going to, this is going to hurt more often than not for the next couple of weeks as we get things back together. I still think there were some blemishes. I, I, I didn't think Gressel had another good game in particular, but I also thought, you know, Paul Ariola came on and, and he didn't look sharp either. Yeah. Uh, granted, it was at the end of the game we were try- kind of trying to kill it off. I do think Lasada was a little bit more comfortable at the end of the game, or perhaps the players just opted to do it. But it did feel like we shifted into a little bit more of a defensive style there at the end, um, which, you know, I, I would I'd be interested to see if that was you know, the coach's intent there, or if that was the player's kind of instincts, um, which obviously didn't make it easy for Paul to have an impact when he came yeah. on, but, but he still, he looked a lot of sorts. He, he knew where to be and then his touches were off. Um, so it's, it's tough for me to be like, Oh, well, Gressel was terrible and Paul should start. Cause I didn't necessarily think the player I'd bring in for Gressel was that much better either. Yeah. Um, Can I've talked a lot. Uh, just a couple things off what you said. We did shift into a more defensive. And I think that was because we just, our gas tanks were all empty and it was kind of preservation of the game. I think it was intentional from Lasada, but I don't believe that that is going to be the game plan moving forward. Once all of the players can do the system for 90 minutes, we're going to see the same high press for 90 minutes. Yeah. And a second goal certainly would have ended the game. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) We're not far away from it. Right. A couple other things that you mentioned that I just wanted to note and, you know, coming into the pod, I was a little hesitant because we get a lot of, you know, for not being as favorable for Gressel and maybe giving him a harder time sometimes just to, you know, ingest to Joshua. But I didn't think that he had a phenomenal game today. I think it was pretty average. He definitely had some great moments, but you could you could see that he was also frustrated with his play. He was visibly, you know, slapping his thigh and getting yeah. really frustrated. And he didn't think that he had the best of plays either today oh and man okay. go ahead what uh, who scored has him as one of the better players on the field uh, and i'd have to uh, look he smacks that one off the, to the top corner of the, of the bar and, yep. and maybe maybe we're talking about a, well i don't think one goal changes the way he played over 90 minutes I mean, it definitely worked for flores but 
<laughs> but uh, so I, he's I, middle of the pack in those ratings for I DC think United. He's fine. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, you know the defense played really well. Yeah. Um, so do you disagree? Do you think Flores had a better game than we're giving him credit for? Gressel. 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 I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think he had a bad game, right? It's a clean sheet for a side. I think he was frustrated to come off. Uh, and, yeah, I think, John, you got a point there. Like, Paul didn't look great, and that might be just Paul's new to the system. He doesn't know everything. Um, but, or it could have just been, like, that's where Chicago was trying to go at. Uh, but, I mean, I think Gressel definitely starts again on, on yeah, Sunday, which right. is why I'm glad to see he did come off for a little bit because he played the full shift in Columbus yeah. too, right? And that, Yeah, that's the other – did he? I feel like he might have come out. I don't know. I don't know. The I other remember. thing that you said, though, that. <laughs> that, yeah, I know, that I wanted to comment on is, you're right, Paul did look a couple touches off. And perhaps that is because he's just getting into the system. He's yeah. just learning it. He's learning this high press system. And then he comes in and we shift to more defensive. <laughs> so he, he was yeah. a little bit off. Um, but it was it was really great to see him come back. And the fans were super ecstatic. And I don't think he's going to have issue adjusting to this system he's probably yeah. one of the better players that's suited for it look the pitches are just nicer over here in mls compared to the championship <laughs> except for stoke remember when that was a big deal gosh uh, but we're glad to have fall back yeah i agree i i would like to say this one was pretty close actually the chicago bounced it off the post a few times yep. they did have that one shot that was directly at kimpin and he did a good job pushing it to the side would love to see that caught later <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, Sounds like yeah. Bill might be back at the weekend, though. Look, we, we can just have a rotation. Minute. Three goalkeepers <laughs> in three games. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Open tryouts. But yeah, look. Was it even? Is that what the. Are you looking at stats and that's what it's saying? I would argue that DC United dominated and our, I would expect our expected goals to have been a lot higher than Chicago's. I'm DC not, United should have had more goals than Chicago did. Oh, for sure. That's not what I was Definitely. trying to oh, say. Oh, I'm sorry then. What were you saying? I, I was just saying that the Chicago, while outplayed in the first half, could have snuck back into this okay, game very yes, easily. Yes. I had that sinking feeling a little bit at the end of the game of like, oh, man, they, they could steal a goal here, and that would yeah. really hurt because we've, we've earned three points throughout this game. and. Yep, it would have been akin to that feeling in Columbus of we really deserve a tie, but we're getting a loss. Like, we really deserve a win, but we're – getting a tie and I think last season we didn't see these games out I think back to our very first show against Colorado uh, yeah <laughs> when we were expecting to talk about a win and Colorado scored very late in the game and we had to talk about a tie you know why you gotta bring that up Sam? Benny because <laughs> Benny Ball does not see these games out especially when players are tired and you have to shift to more defensively and the momentum shifts to the other team. Benny Ball did not see it out enough for us last season or even prior seasons to that. And that's the change that Lasada is bringing to this team is seeing those games out in the early days, right? We're just building from here. Yeah. I, I don't know if I agree entirely with that. I think – I think the way in which we're going to see games out moving forward is going to be very different because we're going to see games out by just scoring more <laughs> where, and I think, I don't know. I, I remember a lot of really good defensive efforts under Benny ball. Um, That's all we had. Well, right. And I mean, yeah, I, I think this it's, it's more exciting to watch this, no doubt. And I think we're also going to be better for it in the long run. Yeah. It was beautiful in the first half. All our defensive efforts were within 
their defensive half. We were really pressing high. Yeah. At one point, I was t- talking to Lori next to me, and she said, so it's, what are we playing? Is it three in the back? Is it five? And I laughed because, yes. yeah, she asked me. <laughs> and I said, you know, it's it's three. We kind of shift back. It looks like five sometimes. Sometimes we kind of rotate a little bit, so it looks like four. And then I looked at the field, and I said, although it looks like we have two in the back right now. I think it was a cor- <laughs> like a corner, or it was like, a throw in off a corner and all the players were still high up. And I said, we have Pines Ike and Brian, I think in the back right now. And we're just hoping to pray. And, um, so I do enjoy the more offensive play Yeah, and we can expect to see that a lot more. I love it. Well, DC United play Orlando this weekend. Uh, that's a, that's a Sunday night game because they did not take my input when they built the schedule. And so we play a lot of Sunday night games now, uh, but that's <laughs> at eight or probably eight Oh eight will be the actual kickoff time um, on your local NBC sports, Washington, uh, tell Exidos and DCNA.com slash stream. If you're in the area, ESPN plus, if you're not um, our friends at Loudon United kick off their season on Tuesday night. Uh, against the Red Bulls 2. That's their home opener. So that's not kicking off for season, but at least their home opener uh, out at Segra. we got to get out there for a game at some point this season, guys. I'm, I'm excited. I want to see the Loudon Sunsets. Uh, apparently, they're Loudon players one day, DC United players the next. <laughs> yeah. So, what a sell. We got this Could you imagine time. if they get, somebody gets minutes in back-to-back nights? I'm Mustafa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> I'll get the jersey. Oh, man. Um, the Spirit played today. Oh, shoot. Yeah, Is that I true? meant to look up that score. They did. We, we Sundrick's wife, Andy <laughs> Sullivan, <laughs> also played. He's got the tie in all the games. I just wanted to point That's out. That's right. All the teams. Yesterday, his wife's played in the other games. They played today at 6. This is a major drama. Oh, they did not. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was looking at. They play on Sunday. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Listen to this show on Sunday, and the spirit will have played today. Beauty of podcasting. Oh, maybe I was looking at Sunday. They play on Sunday. I might have been looking at that day in my calendar. We'll move that to Sunday's notes. Uh, before we wrap, we got to shout out our friends at Across the Pond. Uh, we appreciate their support uh, over the past several months here uh, as, as we're, we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Can I say that with COVID uh, as, as mask restrictions are starting to change, which is crazy. And, uh, you know, large crowds are starting to come back together. So uh, definitely check out Across the Pond. There's a lot of good soccer games this weekend. It's a really, really, really important game on Saturday. It's I've heard it's like the most important cup in the world, and I've heard that there's a really Can great team John's playing mic. in it. Also, Chelsea I think he's number two. Uh, Just hit the mute button. <laughs> <laughs> the FA Cup final, but of course, there's there's games uh, all the time, and they'll, they'll put on whatever you want. They got good food. They sell beer. Why not? So good, we guys. What did we miss? <sighs> miss everyone in the stands. It was so much fun tonight. Uh, it's so fun to watch DC yeah. win at home twice in a row. Crazy. Yeah. One thing I will say about being in the stands, I, I got to shout out uh, La Bona del Distrito. I, I think the drum line is, is peak right now. Like I, I think this is probably the best I've seen it with DC United. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Their chants and songs are changing more rapidly than they used to. Yeah. You know, they're, they're doing songs across all of the groups. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun when we get the section filled out again. Um, to me, that that's been awesome, and I I've personally like the fact that the drums are kind of centrally located now, as opposed to like the first couple rows. So I think I think that it helps make it you know a lot more of a centralized experience, which has been fun. Yeah, they came back swinging. They've done a really great job. 
well, hell, they were playing through most of the season just outside the gates last year. <laughs> I remember that, which yeah, they didn't have to watch yeah. the team, so maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Here excited for, for these next two home games as well. We are undefeated at home, first clean sheet. Yeah. It's going to be really fun. And then we get a little bit of a break, so. I think there might be one more. Are we traveling at some point? Uh, away, away to Miami. Away to Miami, yeah. and then okay. we go to the Gold Cup. And then Cup we break. go into a little bit of a break. Yep, yep. Joshua, this is when you tell our, our listeners to uh, smash the like button. No. <laughs> no. This is where you tell them to go to manscaped.com. He's going to try and true. Those are sponsors. Get 20% off. Yes. And most importantly, tell a friend. Uh, if, if you haven't already, I actually got to tell someone randomly in the stands tonight to listen to the show, which was great. Um, and we hope that uh, that you tune in, subscribe, like, follow, tell a friend, and uh, talk to us when we get the phone working again. But thanks for <laughs> hanging out with us tonight on your Thursday night. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll talk to you again on Sunday right here on Tried and True the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. It's Zach. Can you hear me? Yes, Zach. Awesome. Congratulations. First off, congrats. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. Coach, before we open it up to media, is there anything you want to start with? Anything, any comments from you? Yes, I can start giving a a quick recap of the game and then I'm ready to go with all the questions. So, uh, first of all, of course, very happy with the three points, but not only that, also for the first clean sheet of the season. Um, uh, once again, playing at home with, uh, with our fans, uh, it, it gave us an extra boost, give us extra energy. And of course, I, I really would like to, to have this energy on away games, but knowing that now we're coming up uh, uh, another two home games, this is, this is great and give us a good feeling and a lot of confidence. Um, a few performances to to start with uh, with John on the goal. Uh, very glad uh, with his game. Uh, he was working very hard to get uh, this chance, and he took it with with both hands. Um, again, I believe that we scored a very beautiful goal, but we still had uh, many chances to score to score the second goal. The way. He, Adrian Perez and, and, and Edison Flores run up front was unbelievable. Sometimes those two, uh, against many players of Chicago, managed to create chances. Uh, Drew Skondrich, uh, he signed a contract yesterday, today starting. Um, he deserved it. A great preseason. Uh, the type of players um, I want, um, the type of players we want. Uh, with a great mentality, great professional, so many more minutes coming for him. Um, and then, of course, the return of, of a couple of players like mm-hmm. Paul, Kevin Perez on the bench, uh, um, many of them on the bench, but still many of them not being fit. Uh, so today they were with limited minutes um, part of the roster, but I'm a very happy coach, not only for the result, but also for the fact that we are recovering a lot of guys. Uh, and that gave me, as a coach, a lot more options and opportunities. So now it's a matter of recover the full the full team 
as quick as we can, knowing that we're playing two days, knowing that Orlando didn't have a game. I was checking on the program Tuesday. I say, let's check Orlando against who they play. Oh, fuck, Orlando is not playing. So Orlando is going to be very fresh for our game on Sunday. But of course, this victory gives us confidence and knowing that we play against at home, we will play fully for, for the three points once again. Great. Thank you, coach. We'll start taking questions. We'll go to Steve Goff first. Hey, Hernan. What, uh, obviously, you, you talked about what Drew and Adrian uh, brought to the game. Um, what, uh, what were your expectations from them, and why did you decide to give them this opportunity on, on this day? The expectations were exactly what I saw on the field with both. Um, I think Eddie played a fantastic game and he scored the goal, but for me, the player of the game was, was Adrian. Uh, he had a free role. And I did something similar that I did in my, in my ex-team, Berscott, when I play a, a player who used to play on the wing, um, who never played another position before, and I made him a kind of a second forward uh, because he has quite the similar characteristics that that player. And I knew it, 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 it would work. I knew it, it was going to be fine. And of course, I wanted to start the game with a real nine. But it was it was not possible. Uh, the, the the forwards that we had on the on the bench were not fit enough to start, so I needed to find, yeah, a, a rabbit out of uh, a hat. I don't know how you call it, but you know what I mean. Uh, and and I I have the right feeling during during the training sessions. Um, and Adrian and Eddie did it did it great. And we drew. Well, that was something I was pushing. Uh, since the preseason, that I really wanted to be part of our roster, that I really see in him a player who can help us, a player who can play in different positions, a player who can help us on our way of pressing, and especially the first half, he was he was great. And then, of course, uh, at the end of the game, you start to feel tired, you start to, to drop, and I don't know how many nines Chicago had in his roster, they started to came in from the bench and they didn't stop putting nines on the field and and it got a little bit hard at the end, but very proud and very happy for the effort all the players did. And again, a collective prestation and and it gives us a lot of confidence after the last the last games, uh, the last game ways. We'll go to Jason Anderson next. Uh, Iron on, uh, congrats on the win. Uh, I wanted to ask about the start to the match. Uh, you know, the first few games, the start was maybe not where you would want it. The game against NYCFC, you, you conceded early. Um, this was obviously much different. Uh, what went into that from your perspective? Was it just the energy of the crowd or was it something that you switched uh, with the team? No, it's a good question. No, it, it has nothing to do with the crowd. Of course, they help us a lot and they push you to run the way we run in the first half and the way we press. I really would love to do this in every game, but due to circumstances, injuries, fatigue, players who played the last games not feeling 100%, was almost impossible to play this way, the way we did it tonight. So I needed to adapt. I needed to find another ways to win games. And unfortunately, it didn't work. But this is the way and the way we played the first game against NYC, the way we, we want to play. This is the DC United we want, and it's not going to work always. But at least uh, 
this has to be our identity, our style of play. And, and of course, you need fit players to do this. And, and the players who started the game today, they were, they were fit and ready to do that. So um, every opponent is different. Um, there is a, a new game plan for every game, but we have our principles and we have to respect them the whole season. We'll go to Emily Olsen. Hi, Arnon. Thanks for the time. Um, going back to uh, Adrian Perez and Edison Flores, uh, both of them went 85 plus minutes. Perez, you talked about shifting him forward, but I mean, he was sprinting up and down the flank as well. Are those two players you hope get into uh, more 90 minutes week in and week out for, for the system? They are two important players, but of course, when you see our roster and players start to come back and the roster start to get more competitivity between us, that's going to make us stronger. Paul coming in today, give us a boost, but then you have still, uh, I don't want to forget anyone, but you have Kevin, you have uh, Russell Canals, you have uh, Ola coming back, uh, Jordi Reina coming back, and we're still forgetting about Steven Birman, about Bill Amit, about still many players that need to, to get fit, and they're only going to get fit with the time, with minutes, so every time we try to integrate someone in our roster, they are not able to play 90 minutes. All those guys, the last game, they played fully 90 minutes. I don't know when it was. It's months ago. So that takes some time. And that's why at the start of the season, it's not only us. It's not only this United. Many clubs are having difficulties. And the moment we start playing more games, and, and we, we, we're going to get better and better. So I'm, I'm a happy coach to the fact that some guys start to come back and and we're gonna need anyone and we're gonna need everyone everyone and a big big proof of that is is john camping on the goal and a big proof of that is adrian perez a player who maybe you wouldn't expect to get so many minutes uh, the first five games or tony alfaro who signed the very last day before our first game or andy najar i mean everyone is important in this this united and and the collective of both the individual, and that's that's the way it's, it's, it has to be in this club. We'll go to Moises Linares next. Moises, go ahead. Hola, Hernán, ¿cómo estás? Buenas noches. Felicidades por el, este triunfo en casa. Eh, ¿Podrías contarnos un poco de esa asociación de, de Adrián, de Edison y el, el desempeño de, de Andy, que, que jugó la mayor parte del partido a un muy buen nivel? Bueno, la asociación de Eddie con Adrian fue espectacular. Estoy muy feliz porque los vi en un rol con mucha libertad, en un rol donde eh, recuperaban pelotas y tomaban posición de la pelota cerca del área. A esos jugadores creativos vos los querés lo más cerca del área posible. Y lo hicieron muy, muy bien. Y luego con Andy, bueno, ayudándonos en, en una posición que no es la mejor, jugando por la banda izquierda, haciendo derecho pero sabemos de las cualidades de Andy, así que que Andy nos haya dado hoy 90 minutos, 95 minutos, es fantástico, fantástico. Hizo un trabajo bárbaro durante la pretemporada, un trabajo fantástico con, el, con todo el staff para ponerse bien físicamente, así que cruzamos los dedos de que Andy nos pueda seguir ayudando de la manera que nos ayudó esta noche. We'll take one more question. We'll go to Cone. Cone, go ahead. Hey Hernan, ik uh, ben Koen Soeten van de VRT. Goedenavond. 
Hey. Hey, um, hey ik, ik, heb, ik heb twee korte vraagjes voor jou. Je mag ze ook gewoon in het Engels antwoorden voor de rest van de mensen, want anders gaan ze er toch niks van begrijpen. Maar, uh, ben je... je mag ook de vraag in, in Engels doen, alsjeblieft. Oké, okay, goed. Uh, um, are you happy with, with the, the, the play itself today? Because you could have finished the game sooner, right, today? I'm, I'm extremely happy because a game where you create chances to score the second goal, the third goal, and you keep the zero, it's it's the ideal game for a coach. And my message during the halftime was uh, two things, and in that order. First, go out and try to score the second goal. The second, keep the clean sheet. Keeping the, the clean sheet, keeping the zero means three points when you are one one zero up front. So the game was a good game. And you see Chicago, but every single team in the MLS has good players competitive players and there are no easy games in this league there are no easy games so we knew chicago was um willing to have the first victory uh, this season um that they have a lot of power up front with tall big number nines and we need to be sharp so as a team we did it very well off the ball and on the ball once again i think we we created chances to to score the second goal we had a little bit of luck I have to to admit in certain moments, but with a little bit of luck, we could also score the second one. So happy with the performance. Coach, that's all. Thank you very much. Okay, Zach. See you on Sunday. You. Okay, folks. I'll let you know which player is coming up next, either John or Adrian. <laughs> Hey, Adrian, Zach, can you hear me? Yeah, how's it going? Awesome, man, awesome. All right, folks, we'll go ahead and get started. We'll go to Steve Goff first. Adrian, thanks for your time. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, no Thank you. Congratulations on the victory. Um, how, uh, after the past few games, how important was it for this group to, to come together and a lot of different parts um, to produce a, a, a much needed victory? Uh, it was very important, very much needed as well. You know, we were uh, in a little drought and we just needed to find ways to get out of it. So this victory, you know, was was extremely important and a good win. We'll go to Jason Anderson next. Uh, hi, Adrian. Thanks for speaking with us. Um, obviously, this partnership with uh, Edison Flores, it's still kind of new. You're You're still only in your first couple of months with the team so far. Uh, how have you managed to, it looked like you had a really good bond already. Um, yeah, you know, I just try to get to know all the players really. So, uh, just to see how we connect and yeah, me and Eddie, you know, really connected today and I hope it keeps, you know, working with us. And as we keep going throughout the season, you know, we should be developing even more. We'll go to Mauricio Gomez. Mauricio. Hello. Hello. Okay. Hello, Adrian. Uh, thank you for uh, your time and uh, congratulations on a great, great game. Uh, in my you. perspective, you did an excellent job. I was voted for uh, for you to be the the 
MB for today. But um, what happened uh, with that um, outside? Uh, it was already celebrated. It was already, um, you know, singing, and, and the crowd was energetic. What was your feeling when, you know, the referee says, you know, that that's not a score? Um, I mean, it's it's the game of football, so you know it, it is what it is, and I just got to keep my head up and keep going. You know, they're they're gonna make calls, and uh, I mean, I think I was offsides by a little. I don't know. I'll go I'll go back and check it, but uh, I wish I can get it back and uh, you know you know fix it, and I'll try to do better next time. We'll go to Emily Olson. For, for the players in the locker room perspective, just curious, um, you know, you want to play, you want to start as many games as possible, but the start of the season with the injuries has given players this opportunity to, to get more minutes. For you, um, how has that been? Uh, and, and what is the kind of mentality overall in the locker room with that? I think it's just, you know, being, being ready uh, any way you can, really, you know, any – because your opportunity can come. I mean, like you said, we have had uh, injuries, which is a, uh, which which sucks. But I mean, I feel like uh, you just got to be ready. You got to prepare yourself uh, mentally and and just make sure you're you're ready for that moment. We'll go to Jimena next. Jimena, go ahead. Adrian, congratulations. What is the key for the chemistry between you and Flores? Um, you know, just moving off the ball and, and connecting with, with each other is still uh, fairly new. But, you know, we're going to keep working and, uh, and just connecting. And, you know, we, we connected really well today and we're going we're gonna to keep going. A couple more questions, Adrian. We'll go to John Hoffman next. John, go ahead. Hi, Adrian. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, you you got thrown to the wolves last week playing left wing back for the first time in your professional career, uh, which I'm sure with almost no notice with an injury and warm ups. Uh, and tonight you got to play, I would imagine, much closer to your normal position, uh, up close towards the goal. Uh, what was what's that experience like? Both last week, what was that experience like getting thrown into that situation, and then now getting the opportunity to really uh, show your skill set in a much more comfortable way? Um, I felt like you know mentally it, I was prepared, and I tried to you know I tried my best. And I did what I could, you know, uh, that is not my position, but, you know, I'm here to help the team any way possible. And uh, today, yeah, I played, I got to play a little bit where I feel more comfortable. And, you know, I got to show a little bit of what, what I can do and what maybe I can, you know, bring to the team. Two more questions, Adrian. We'll go to Gustavo next. Gustavo. Hey, great game, Adrian. Um, so the coach was saying that you guys are starting to show some of what he wants to see out of the team. How far do you feel you are individually and the team is from the vision that the coach uh, has for you guys? Um, I don't think we're, we're really there yet, but, you know, we're working really hard every day. And, uh, you know, with, with the new coach and, you know, just trying to prepare everything, you know, Things are going to happen and, you know, it comes, it comes with the mental game as well, you know, how we can prepare ourselves and just, you know, try to try to play, you know, the way we want to play. Last question, Adrian. 
it was submitted to me beforehand. How important is it to continue to take points when we're at home to get wins, to get three points? Well, it's, it's major. It's major. I think that's the most important thing, you know, not, not uh, losing at home, you know, uh, getting those three points. And it's a great feeling as well. You know, the fans, the energy was amazing. And uh, it, was, it was all love today. Adrian, thanks, buddy. And congrats once again, man. Thank you. All right, folks, John Kempen coming up next. Go ahead, raise your hands now if you have a question for John. Appreciate it. Hey, John, it's Zach. Can you hear me? Yes, how's it going? Awesome, buddy. Hey, congrats on the, on the clean sheet today. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, we'll go ahead and get started. We'll kick off with Charlie Bohm. Charlie, go ahead, man. Hey, congrats, Sean. Um, what, uh, when did you get the official confirmation that, that you're going to start tonight? And, and could you kind of put us in the locker room um, in terms of the, the emotions after this game and the, the importance of it and, and maybe talk about, about Hernan and his, his spirit kind of in kind of getting this, uh, this result? Yeah, I mean, I first want to start off by saying uh, it's it's so good to have fans back. Um, you know, the entire game, I felt them behind me, especially the second half when uh, when Chicago came down uh, down a lot, and you know, I could feel them and their energy behind us and kept us going through the rest of the game. But uh, regarding your question, uh, I found out day um, of training, so yesterday before training, uh, that I was going to play. Um, obviously, been training and, and preparing. Uh, as a backup if I needed to play at all. So uh, I felt ready. You know, I, I felt like I had the team behind my back. Um, and, you know, Hernan is the type of coach that you want to die for. Um, you know, I think you saw tonight we left everything out on the field. Um, I don't know what the numbers were running, but I, I can guarantee you they were very high. Uh, you know, so he, he's a guy you want to die for. He's a guy you want to win for. And I'm very happy for him. I'm happy for the team um, and the, for the fans for getting the first shutout this season. Um, I thought it was a good performance from from the whole team and especially from the defense. I know we had Brendan clear a ball off the line. We had Fred clear a ball off the line. Uh, you know, we had Tony out there making big plays. So the entire back line uh, was huge for us tonight. And it was a, an entire team win and a team shut up. We'll go to Jason Anderson next. Uh, hi, John. Congrats on the, the shutout and the win. Uh, I know from your past playing uh, with Kansas City, another team that loves to high press, um, that job trying to help organize uh, was probably quite difficult. I'm curious um, how you felt that went tonight, keeping the group organized, even when they tend to push up high and throw a lot of numbers forward. Yeah, well, I actually played on loan last year with San Diego, and we played the same formation uh, as we, we are here with Hernan. So I'm very used to the, the formation. I've got to play a little higher. I've got to be able to come for, you know, for through balls. Um, and I really like the formation that we play, and I know the rest of the guys do too. Um, it's a very attractive style of soccer um, and it makes my job easier and it makes my job fun. Um, so it's really just keeping everybody organized, especially when we don't have the ball. Um, we're always keeping our defenders, you know, close to, to other players and so forth. So try not to let them turn and, and come in and attack us because, uh, you know, the, obviously the way we, are, we play, we're, we're high up the field. So um, I, I like the style of play. I really do. We'll go to Emily Olsen. Hi, John, thanks for the time. I'm curious on one or two of the set pieces and 
uh, corners, I believe, Assad took in the second half there. Chicago had everyone in their box, and D.C. had about three or four people. From a goalkeeper's perspective, uh, what does that look like? What kind of thought process do you have when you see a team defending like that? Um, you're saying on our offensive corner? Yes. Yeah, well, obviously, uh, at that point, we had the lead, so – we were playing a little bit more defensive, making sure that they didn't get any counters on us. Um, and, you know, sometimes when there's only a couple guys in the box, it is difficult for the defenders because, uh, you know, normally you're marking your guy and you have your guy and this is the guy that, that you're defending. Uh, but when there's only a couple guys in there and you have a lot of other defenders, uh, they're kind of all over the place, right? So uh, I think at the end of the day, um, our goal was to keep a shutout. Our goal was to, to get a win here at home in front of the fans and make this a fortress. And that's what we did. And uh, yeah, so we just wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, they didn't counter us at the end there. We'll go to John Hoffman. John, go ahead, buddy. Sorry about that, John. Uh, congrats on the, on the clean sheet. Uh, you came up with all the saves you needed to come up with, uh, obviously, but also it, it seemed very much like the defense was uh, doing a concentrated job of keeping uh, the chances outside of the 18 and a lot of sort of aimless crosses, a lot of, a lot of headers cleared away. Just wanted to, you to talk sort of about your your defense's performance. You, you highlighted a couple of the the, the, the goal line clearances, but overall, I think that they. I just wanted to hear uh, sort of your impressions and uh, how the defense uh, sort of took a, took a game plan in and, and was able to execute. Yeah, I thought the defense from the front to back was incredible tonight. Um, you know, looking at Chicago, they they do like a lot of early crosses. They like to get the ball. Uh, and behind us a lot. And I thought that our defense did very, very well with that. Um, there were some obviously close plays, but we dealt with it well. And uh, we made the plays that we needed to make. You know, we had a little luck go our way. And, and that's something that you need to win games. Um, but I think that we did our research. We trained very hard during the week. And we knew the style of play that they had. And, and the coaches gave us the game plan. And I think everybody went out there and executed. I'll take two more questions, John. We'll go to Mauricio next. Hello, Sean. Congratulations on an excellent performance. Three saves that they were amazing. Uh, just being in, being home, being in a different uh, environment with the crowd, how do you feel that uh, the mentality of the team changed because of that? Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said earlier, is we want to make uh, Audi Field a fortress. We want to win all of our home games. Uh, we want to give the fans something that they're proud of, and I think we did that tonight. Uh, you know, and like I said earlier, is our team wants to die for Hernan and the coaching staff, uh, and we did that tonight as well. We gave everything that we had. You, you saw that we had guys cramping in the second half late. You know, we had guys going down. It was, it was a tough game. We gave everything that we had, uh, and we did it for the fans, and we did it for the coaching staff, um, and I, I'm proud of our performance. Last question. We'll go to Jimena. John, uh, congratulations to the win and your performance was amazing. I'm agreeing with all of the reporters here. And what was difficult about facing the Chicago, Chicago fire attack? Yeah, great question. Uh, and thank you. Um, they have a very good attack. They have some very good players up top. Uh, you know, you, you look at their film, uh, they've got some very talented players. Uh, they do a lot of balls in behind. They've got some famous players uh, who've had great careers. So we really had to be mindful of them. Uh, we had to not give them space to play those balls over the top. I thought our midfield did a very good job of getting tight to players to not allow them to play those, those final passes. Um, but as you saw tonight, uh, 
there was a lot of running in behind from them, a lot of good shooting. So, uh, you know, they've got a very good attack. And that's, some, that's something that we had to work on all week long. And I thought, like I said earlier, the defense did very well handling that. Um, it got close to the, uh, to the forwards and to the midfielders. Um, and I thought it was a good game. John, that's all, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, guys.